The Lynn Group Advisors, LLC, is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is The Wealth Puzzle with Mike Mansfield and Tony Shore. I'm the owner of The Lynn Group here in Ventura, California. I'm a certified financial planner. My focus is retirement income planning. We help people organize their retirement. When do you take your Social Security, your pension, your rental income? How do you use your cash assets and properly invest them to support an income plan? How do you do it tax efficiently? How do you then kindly give all of your money to your kids when you no longer want to be here? There's a lot of fun things that we plan. And Tony, you and I, we talk about this stuff every week. Obviously, we've been a little distracted lately. We've spent the last number of shows for, I don't know what now, four, five, six weeks, really focused on the coronavirus, focused on the economics behind all of that. We've been getting a lot of good feedback. So if you guys have opinions, thoughts, questions about the show, please don't hesitate to email me, call me. You're not allowed to come to the office, but (laughs) any other thing works. So Tony, as always, my friend, thanks for joining us. Yeah, uh, great, great to be here. Coming at you live from my home office, woohoo! my home studio. I love it. But this is the power of technology, which is kind of cool. We can do it like that. So yeah, at least we don't give up on doing the shows. I like it. And I actually enjoy spending time with my family and the kids. We haven't gotten on each other's nerves yet, but during the week, we all kind of do our own thing. The kids are doing their online homework and my kids are older. So sure. that's, I think, a benefit. You know, my youngest is 15. My oldest is 20. So they have their schoolwork to work on online. And my wife's in, uh, she has a little uh, office set up in our bedroom. And I'm down here in my, you know, my man cave and my uh, little <laughs> recording area where I've got everything, my turntable and my vinyl down here. When I'm not recording, I can put on the tunes. I'm loving life right now, to be honest. Uh, but it is tough for a lot of people out sure. there. So, and I do feel for those people. Um, and uh, wow, it just there's so much happening. And you wonder if it's ever going to get back to normal, right? Well, you know, it's it's funny that even when they when they lift all the restrictions, I wonder how much of a funk people will be in. Right. You know, everything is habit forming. And so everything becomes a little dysfunctional. I was talking to someone the other day that I play racquetball with and I said, gosh, I wonder after all of this time, how many people won't go back to the gym? You know, they've they've just kind of changed their life, their attitude, their situation. You know, maybe they're riding their bike every day or doing something different now. Um, we'll see. And even, you know, obviously in California, the way the governor has talked is without a vaccine, there will be a new normal. You know, maybe there's going to be restrictions at restaurants and theaters and places where people gather to try to keep some more space. I don't know what it means. We will see. 
But you know what? As is life, uh, I don't know. Do, don't we joke about the the who moved my cheese here once in a while? Any, <laughs> yeah. Anybody who gets moved that? my cheese? Great book. Google by it. The way. Google it if you don't know what that means. Who moved yeah, my it's cheese? Really great. The um, well, hey, let's kind of start with the with the the coronavirus stuff. So last number of weeks, we've always broken it down in two parts. You know what's going on with the numbers, the coronavirus, the cases, versus sure. the economics, the math, all the fun stuff. So. Look, I follow the numbers, and what we've always reinforced, Tony and I, on the show is the news, it doesn't matter what news you follow, seem to have a, a wonderful habit of only talking about total cases, total deaths, and they tread really lightly with recovery rates. I don't know why. Which is odd. Yeah, you know, especially yeah, know since why. that's where the positive is. That's where you get to you track things. And so I have a handful of websites that pull all the data together and update it, and so I'm sitting here looking at one of them. And one of the things that I've been watching lately is I've actually been watching back on the global cases. Certainly we watch it in the U.S., but the global cases are kind of interesting because there was a period of time where the active new cases were increasing every single day and the people recovered, the percentage was going down because there were so many new cases versus recovered that it was pushing these numbers down. And in the last number of days, the last week, Tony, that has shifted. I'm starting to see globally the people recovering as a percentage ticking up. That's good. That means that active cases are slowing down. People are getting better. At the moment, globally, from what is reported, you have about 2.4 million cases reported. You have about 26% of that, over 600,000 people, fully recovered, at least from what's reported. That's good. Then you kind of look at it um, activity by the numbers. I mean, there was a point where... Things have plateaued, I would say, over the last month, where we're, we average, it goes up higher, closer to 100, and then down to 70, but we've averaged about 80,000 new cases a day in the last couple of weeks, globally. And that's a lot of people, right? But the number's been falling. I mean, just a week ago, this number was closer to 100,000, and it's been ticking back down. The recovered cases are ticking back up. You then have the death rate is starting to fall as the amount of people that are um, obviously passing away from this is starting to decline. These are all good things to me. You know, if you go look at the charts on this stuff, people, it really does have that bell curve. This thing was looking crazy mid-March. It is now plateaued. It looks like it's starting to roll back over. I love it. You come down into the U.S., Tony, let's look at some of the U.S. numbers. Uh, it looks like the U.S. recovery rate is at 8.5%. Remember, just a handful of weeks ago, wow. it was a half a percent. And then it was yeah, two and a half. Then it went to three. And then and it was then, five. Yeah. You know, and it's been creeping up. Every time I report it, it's higher. That's important. That means that as a percentage, more people are recovering than are getting sick as a percentage. That is important. That's awesome. We want to yeah, see those improvements. Huge. We look at other places. Spain, 40%. Italy's already almost at 30%. Germany, 60%. Other places are ahead of us. And so it's good to see these numbers improving. So there you go. You know, we can kind of kick the dead horse and we can talk about this every single week. But I think the takeaway is, is whether it's an accident, whether the numbers were off, whether social distancing has worked. I don't think anybody's going to win the debate on how we got here. But the reality is, is as ugly as it's been, this has been a lot more favorable, certainly in the U.S. from what was projected. I mean, right. significantly, right? I mean, it's it's a drop in the bucket from what was originally presented in January. You know, something like a couple million people dying in the U.S. 
and then 500,000, and then 200,000, and then 100,000, and now we're maybe under 60,000. What a blessing. You know, like I said, we can criticize numbers. Everyone can have an opinion, right, wrong, and different. This is where we're at. Now, what's funny is what I want to talk about today, and that's the, the feds. Uh, Don't fight the feds. Yeah, the government yeah. and all their uh, stimulus packages, right? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, it's crazy. So, um, two trillions of dollars, right? <laughs> that's with a T. The um, yeah, I mean, it's nuts. So it's so it's it kind of amazing, right? You you have the stock market crash. It starts crashing in February. It's crashing in March. Um, it's crashing at this crazy accelerated rate. Mathematically, it was a little irrational. Um, the feds, though, I mean, geez, what is it, a, the bull in the china shop or something? You know, they don't waste any time. They're out, out of the gates, just boom, 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 doing all of this government intervention, all of this government stimulus, and it's fascinating. The reason I think it's fascinating, Tony, is do you remember 2008 or does no one remember 08 anymore because of this? <laughs> I remember 2008. Yeah. So remember the Great Recession. The Great Recession, the worst financial crisis in almost 100 years, 2008, the market crashes. You know what's amazing is to date, the Fed now with this market cycle, with this coronavirus manufactured recession of the Fed's trying to get you to, the government trying to get you to stay at home kind of a thing, they've done almost three times as much stimulus as they ever did during the Great Recession in 08. And you know what's funny wow. is the Great Recession in 08, Tony, that went on for over a year, right? I mean, the market was crashing from like the end of 07 to the first quarter of 09. That's a long wow. haul. The They did all of this stimulus in basically a month, you know, I'm rounding down a little bit. But it's amazing sure. how they've just come out of the gates. No economic data, no reported information, no great understanding of what was happening. See, in 08... They had a long time to watch the breakdown in economics, watch the breakdown in businesses. Now, I don't know, Tony, maybe the feds learned from 2008. Maybe they learned to be more proactive, um, but it's a tough pickle because there's so many mathematical economic arguments of big government intervention and what the true benefit ultimately becomes versus letting something work itself out. So, well, hey, just... Kind of on side thought, though, if anyone has any questions about the show, anything we're talking about, obviously, if you need help with retirement income planning, give us a call, 805-500-7035. You can also go to our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. You can submit your information on there. We'd be happy to set up a, a phone conference, a webinar with you right now. Obviously, when things get back to normal, we can get you in the office so you can see our ugly mugs. But give us a call. <laughs> well, you know, hey, maybe the maybe the the radio, <laughs> the face for radio is working well here. The, <laughs> it uh, is, it is. But no, yeah, and I know that you're more than happy. You can meet with people virtually. Oh, absolutely. And and I'll tell you what, with all this going on, especially with tax implications and some of the new rules uh, that they've passed, I think it's so important for people now more than ever to work with a financial professional, a fiduciary sure. who's going to look out for your best interests. And that's where you come in, Mike. Uh, how can our listeners get a hold of you? You're offering that complimentary consultation. Absolutely. So just give us a call right now, 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. Let's talk about it. It's complimentary. It's no cost. And Tony said it best. There are so many changes right now that these are things we're talking about. Heck, when you get into the CARES Act that they passed and look at just 
all the tax changes. I mean, they're waiving mandatory distributions. They're giving stimulus checks. You know, you could get, you know, does the stimulus check come back if you made too much money in 2019 and didn't file your taxes? There's a lot of goofy things going on right now, Tony. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. Well, there are. And I think it's really important. Now, uh, let's continue with this topic, though. Uh, Let's keep let's keep moving here. Now, obviously, the government, uh, the way I see it is like everybody's excited to get these stimulus checks either automatically deposited in their banks. Most people who have auto deposit, they already have. Sure. Yep. As of this recording and even some people with the paper checks. Uh, all those, the, those got delayed a little bit, but I think the, they've went out. Yeah. So now everybody's excited, but all this, the trillions of dollars, which is unprecedented. I mean, even the bailout before of the auto industry wasn't even close. Yeah. Um, you know, this all has to be paid back in some way. I expect taxes to go up at some point here, right? Hey, Tony, <laughs> how dare you? You know, yeah. throw, throw <laughs> Bring some, reality. some party pooper to the party here. That's not, <laughs> gosh, you know, get out. Just just go. The um, Well, look, I, obviously I've got, you know, a lot of qualms with it. My focus is numbers. You know, my focus is, is the reality of this stuff. A lot of things become emotional. They become charged. They become sensationalized in the news. I mean, even in the CARES Act, hey, if you got a check for 1200 bucks and you needed it, then what a blessing. Good for you. But honestly, in the nature of what I do, Tony, I deal with retirement income plans. I can tell you the majority of my clients, their income did not change at all. Their cash flow did not change at all through this event. So not to be mean to them, but in a government where we have a huge debt and can't afford stuff, why did we just willy nilly give everybody money like that? Instead of trying to be more strategic of looking at the people, the the individuals that maybe lost their job and are unemployment or whatever the thing was, to see if we could be a little more targeted with the approach. I mean, we can't afford this stuff, but for some reason, we seem to always be able to afford it. It's fascinating math. But just remember, if any of you ran your personal books like the government, you would only be in jail. So anyways, <laughs> let's uh, let's go down the line item. I made a long laundry list of all of the okay. Fed actions that they started. Now, remember the market started really rolling over February 19th. So mid February is where the party really started by March 3rd. So this was really only, you know, maybe two weeks into it. The feds did an emergency half a percent interest rate cut. So that was like line one, boom, just a little, Hey, let's give a little something out there. We're watching it. Not two weeks later on March 15th, they did another percent cut and brought all their lending down to zero. The fed funds rate. Boom, just down to nothing. I mean, that was just two weeks later. And remember, the problem with this stuff is it's not that the government shouldn't do things. It shouldn't intervene. I was fascinated at the accelerated rate on which they intervened. Remember, you don't even have any reported data. We haven't even gotten through one month to see what the new job numbers were, the unemployment claims were. They were doing all of this stuff proactively. I mean, it's pretty fascinating. Also on March 15th. What did they do? They uh, at the after they did that second rate cut, they lowered the the bank borrowing discount rate by one and a half percent, and cut the reserve requirements to zero. I mean, this is now this gets back into lending and cash flow of banks. March seventeenth, two days later, the the Fed said it would start buying commercial paper. Uh, that's defined as short term unsecured debts that business rely on for operating cash. I mean, they're doing all these things. I mean, this is within days. The eighteenth, you know, they. Uh, 
provide credit to keep money markets fluctuating or functioning, excuse me, fluctuating. Blah, that's what they don't want. March yeah. 19th, new operation focused on currency swaps aimed at other institutions for dollar denominated assets. March 20th. I mean, this is every single day, basically. Wow. There's something new wow. going on. And yeah. these are the things you don't hear about. These are the things that are more governmental, corporation, lending, borrowing kind of stuff. Obviously, the CARES Act was focused on the individuals. March 20th, right. uh, the Boston Fed said they'd start buying municipal debts. March 23rd, I mean, geez louise, man. It's been two weeks. So, okay, so on March 23rd, by then the, the Feds had originally announced their asset purchases would max out at $7 billion. So buying all this debt and all this junk in order to keep liquidity in the market. They changed it on March 23rd to being unlimited. By the time that I kind of put this all together, they had already spent $2 trillion from the 700 billion original goal. March 23rd, after they announced the new leg of quantitative easing, they then announced $300 billion uh, for a credit program for businesses. Okay, so this is starting to get into like the payroll protection stuff, uh, which by April 16th, the Treasury announced the payroll protection program of what the incentives were to keep people working so they wouldn't be laid off. April 9th. Now, this was the, I, I read something, they called this the coup de grace. They, you know, they're really saying, geez, the Louise, this, the was the, grace. this was the finale, right? You know, they've got you <laughs> sensational. This is like watching The Greatest Showman. You know, they uh -huh. got you over here, and then boom. So, on April 9th, I'm watching the news. I'm in my office. I'm watching the news, and it's a Friday, and the Friday unenroll, un unemployment number comes out at 6.6%. .6 a million new claims. I mean, just like mm. breathtaking, right? I mean, yeah. this is insane. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, they haven't even blinked. You know, you're like, here's the headline, 6.6 on, oh, hang on, breaking news. I mean, they can't even finish talking about that before the nope. Fed comes in and says, hey, don't look at that shiny carrot over here. Um, and they announced a $2.3 trillion lending program that basically extended credit, um, through it was PP loans. Um, the 2.3 went to the PPP, which is the payroll protection plan loans. 600 yeah. billions issued through Main Street program, medium sized firms. They did and those loans don't, a lot of those are for, they've, they'll forgive. Those them. are for, they're, yeah, they're, a lot of that stuff is going to be forgiven if people follow the rules. But then yeah. what was interesting inside of this lending program, 500 billion went to just buying what they call fallen angel bonds, fallen angels, junk bonds, are junk bonds. <laughs> yeah. They just, it's, it's a, it sounds nicer. They're fallen angels. Yeah, it's but like, they're actually junk bonds. Like, right? Um, Nicholas cage. What was that movie? Remember that movie <laughs> where he was like an angel and, and then he became human, but then his oh, girlfriend yeah. died. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can think about with fallen angels. Yeah. That's a good movie. I actually, it's a I classic. It, but, Come on. But, what was the name of it? I don't remember. I don't know. There's so many Nicholas Cage movies. I was going to say Angels in the Outfield, but I think I'm off. The, um, you're you're uh, quite a ways <laughs> off. Yeah. So hey, not even in the same ballpark. So with all speak. that gibberish in in you know in a five week period, they've spent over six trillion dollars, Tony. Like yikes! Like they, like I don't even know how to I don't even know how to quantify that. I mean it's it's incredible. I mean there are some arguments that some of the money they spend when you buy assets you know if you're buying junk bonds things like that if they actually perform over time they will end up selling them and and making money that happened in 2008 but still there's some speculation with that thought the whole point is is this is big brother government intervention at its finest right you know a year ago last few years everybody's talked about universal income 
hey, we should give everyone a paycheck because then they could feel happy. And, you know, everybody in a practical sense said, that's utterly crazy. You can't afford to do that. <laughs> well, and here we are giving everybody paychecks now. So, hey, yeah, who knows how well, this going to look. Me, what shocks me is you're going through this and these dates. And really, when you look at it, it's almost all of it in the last two weeks. Right. Yeah. And and our this is our Congress and our government who can't do anything or agree on anything. And it t they spend months and months and still can't come up with a, a budget or they can't pass a simple bill to help the VA, right? Yeah. But but look how quickly they did all this. It's a miracle. It's like, it a is miracle. unbelievable how quickly they were able to spend, Yeah. you know, and by the time it's said and done, we're going to be at about $6 trillion. Well, and I, I mean, it's unbelievable. $6 trillion in two weeks, but yet in, in, the, in years they can't agree to pass... <laughs> You know, basic helpful <laughs> bills that we've needed all along for infrastructure. That's no, true. The, it's um, crazy. Yeah, and I didn't even mention they're they're planning on passing an, another three hundred and seventy billion this week potentially to um, double up that payroll protection. Yeah, paycheck because they ran plan. out of the payroll protection yeah. ran out of money. Ran so out many of money. Business, small businesses yeah. filed for it. Yeah. So the whole thing's crazy. But hey, look, the the reality of all of this is we can always talk big picture. We can always freak you out with information. The reality is, is at the end of the day, it boils down to you, the end user. You need to make sure that you are being vigilant. You are taking care of yourself. You are making good financial decisions to protect yourself because you need to, you know, you need to make yeah. sure that you have income. You need to make sure that you have cash flow. You need to make sure you have an emergency fund and you can weather storms because gosh, what a, what a big dose of, of perspective here. You know, who would have thought January 1st, this would be the thing we were dealing with this year. The U S economy was firing on all cylinders. Um, you know, we were enjoying, uh, spending our days watching the impeachment, you know, life was good. That was a joke, but life, <laughs> you know, but relatively speaking, life was good. We didn't see yeah. this coming. It just only no. speaks to the whole point of uncertainty, right? We don't know what is going to happen in life. We don't know what will happen with government debt and tax rates and new pandemics and earthquakes and floods and, you know, go read the Bible, I guess. You, know, you can find the whole laundry list of things. But the idea here being is you need to be a little more vigilant. You need to be a little more aware. You need to protect yourself. Hence what I do. You need to have a good, healthy, tax-efficient retirement income plan. You need to make sure that your income is not subject to the risks that we're talking about in the world. There's way too much uncertainty. Things are too crazy, too goofy. Boom. I'm going to drop the mic there and let Tony take over. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, uh, this is crazy. And yeah. what I'm thinking as you're listing these things off, my big thought here, my big takeaway is, Hey, taxes are low right now, but with six trillion when when all this is said and done, uh, is spent by our government. Yeah, and they want us to pay back those dividend check or the you know the stimulus checks we got. Taxes are going to go up. How can they? Uh, I mean, how it's can just, they not? How can they know, not? At right. At some so, point, you know, take advantage of the tax situation we're in. I would say is is one big message. 
you know, maybe convert stuff into, you know, convert that traditional IRA or retirement account into a Roth or uh, you've got to evaluate where you're at right now with your money and how it's allocated. You have to look at that because people are like, oh, I can't, I can't move money now because the market, I got to wait, you know, I I don't want to miss out on the market going back up, but the market's low across the board. You're just going to take it out of one thing and put it in another and you're still investing those same stocks to catch the upswing but yet you're going to do it without the tax consequence, right? Well, and that's the reality is for so many people, the reality is, is taxes are on sale right now. So you will choose if you want to gamble with a fixed income on what might happen with taxes someday. You know, hopefully, you know, retirees don't get hit too hard, but the reality is, is there are plenty of scenarios because of all of this new debt, all of this new obligation. Remember, it's big government. Big government has to be paid somehow. And it's, you know, it's generally paid through tax revenue. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's been a great discussion uh, and there's a lot to look at here, but our time is almost up. Is there anything else you wanted to add for our listeners out there, Michael, before we go? Hey, you know what? I love what I do. I like talking about this stuff. I like researching it. I like understanding it. And I love building retirement income plans. If you are concerned about your retirement income plan, your situation, Give me a call. Complimentary, no cost. I will work through this. I will help you understand what's going on. 805-500-7035. 805-500-7035. I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of their week, and we'll certainly be uh, putting this together again next week. All right. And that does it for today's episode of The Wealth Puzzle with our host, Michael Mansfield. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group, LLC. The Lynn Group, LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors, LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group, LLC the Lynn Group Advisors LLC and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.